Okay. Right, okay. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Knights of Evening Star with me, your freshly shaven dungeon master, Mark Sherlock Humes. Uh, I am joined, as always, by my wonderful friends. Nate's trying to keep that laugh, trying to keep it in. I can see it. it's like a little crease. I mean, face, if you ask dimples. how I like my dungeon masters, you know. Freshly shaven. Freshly. Um, <laughs> smooth as smooth and sunburnt that's how you get your dungeon master today um but yeah i am joined by these wonderful players as you can see uh we have mika burton we have uh jonathan indovino aka shady penguin nate sharp and anna prosser hello welcome dear friends hello. uh it's quite late so you're gonna get late night radio dj freshly mm. shaven uh, dungeon master as well uh i'm trying not to wake people so you're gonna get the nice smooth dulcet towns uh dulcet tones uh of this uh radio dj dungeon master um and yeah we're here to play some dungeons and dragons and i hope that you're excited about that and i hope you players are excited about it too I feel like I'm driving into work. Like I'm right? back 10 years ago before I was doing YouTube and I can, I'm listening. Uh, yeah. Talk to me, please. Yeah. Uh, hey, oh, coming up I next, we in? have uh, NSYNC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can, can I call in and win something? Like Long time like, listener, first time caller. Yeah, exactly. I feel like I need, I, I'm compelled <laughs> sure. to call in and, and talk about my, my problems. Yeah. Uh, well, Mr. you know, that's Mr. what we're GM. here for. And uh, I'm just here to listen and uh, play these great musics. Uh, here's uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> this is also like exactly what every classical music station sounds like over here, specifically a British guy talking. They have a British guy like doing that. it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Also, for late me, night on K Earth 101 in Los Angeles. That's exactly what it sounds like as well. Yeah. For me, it's like, it, it, for me, that kind of voice and that memory conjures up late night driving back from like, uh, you know, uh, uh, my dad picking me up from like somewhere like a trip or a convention. And we would listen to like the late night radio, which would always be like all the ballads and stuff like that on in like, it was, it's just like a very strong sort of like late night heart radio oh yeah and it would play like all like the old motown and like you know ballad songs i don't know very very bizarre memory but there you go um are we ready to play some dungeons and dragons friends is everybody equipped is 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 there anything anybody wants to talk about anything cool uh on people's minds or do we just want to roll some dice dice i'll, I'll roll some dice you want to roll like some dice, dice? i'll you roll like dice? right now my dice would you roll are in my 19 Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Probably because you keep your dice in a collector's edition special numbered wormwood hex chest polyhedral spell wow. circle hey, dice hey, hey, vault hey, from hey. cantripbrand.com. You, you get to do that at the end. You get to what? do that. I'm just telling people wow, what you're he's getting using. the early retention wow. viewers. Wow. wow. I wasn't doing anything. What? It's just facts. That's Wait, Nathan Sharp. He has a collector's edition. Does it have polyhedral spell like circle dice vault? Yeah, yeah it looks that just like that. Man, it looks just I, like that. Yeah. I have the very same one on my desk. Literally, wow. it's not in a different room. <laughs> not at all. No, nope. that's you if know. It, if it wasn't sweltering hot and uh, very late at night, I would be in a wonderful bomber jacket that I wear everywhere. So you know, but wait, it is Mark, those are you oh, wait, about hold on, what? bomber jacket right <laughs> oh, here? My nice God, wow. you guys have the same that's one. So that's crazy. crazy. How did that happen? <laughs> What are we doing? Perfect. Well, what, are we doing? what we're doing is we're going to play some Dungeons and Dragons, but I'm going to give you a little recap on what happened last week, and then I will hand it over 
to you uh, last time on Knights of Evening Star. Our noble heroes uh, have come to the Temple of the Restful Lily, a magical day spa and hot spring for some rest and relaxation. And whilst the first night was just so, as they have stayed longer, the group have begun to realize that there is more to the temple and the three sisters who run it. After discovering and defeating a Medusa in the now-ruined shrine to Sunni, the party attempted to oust a water spirit from the main baths on behalf of the sisters. But following some choice words and actions, the water spirit has revealed that the three sisters are actually fact hags who tricked and cursed the original creator of the temple, or so the water spirit claims. With this new knowledge, the party must decide what they would like to do next. Uh, and I believe that that's pretty much where we wrap things up with you guys. Uh, I do believe you did come to a consensus of what you would like to do, but uh, you are currently kind of half, some of you waded into the hot spring pools, the Roman baths of the temple. Um, some of you on the outskirts uh, with this water spirit, this Nyad, uh, who is Nyad? Nyad? I don't know how to pronounce it. No, I thought it was Nyad. Yeah. Um, who is there? Uh, Sirena is her name, um, and she's giving you this information. But you must now decide how to act upon it. Uh, if I remember correctly, we were also told that Saith is literally Satan. Uh, you were stone. informed. Saith, um, <laughs> she mentioned that the, the person who calls himself Saith is some sort of devil or fiend or something in disguise. Um, and seemed to maybe perhaps not be as loyal to these hags uh, as believed. Right was sort of heard muttering about something, but not quite sure what. Um, uh, and you know that these hags have put the curse, the Medusa's curse on the original owner, Silvari. They were the ones who who created this curse for her. Um, and that there have been others as well who have been subjected to um, like curses and all sorts of strange transformations as part of this these hags' works. Uh, also, and this is something which... Uh, Kind of went a little bit missed last week. Um, you did originally come to the temple with your blade captain, Elissa, uh, who is a half-orc knight of Evening Star. Haven't seen her since you left this morning. Oh no. Oh no. Probably <sighs> fine. <laughs> fine. Probably. It's probably, probably okay. Fine. Nothing. Uh, yeah. Tarkle had also was aware, is aware that there is a, a kobold here who seems to be aware of what's going on um there are also various other npcs here you've met kind of some other guests who seem to be staying at the at the temple there was a halfling um mercenary for the flaming fist um Sanamin, uh who clive seemed to get on quite well with there is also a strange half elf who is just being a bit creepy and mysterious uh, a gnomish inventor um, and then there was also the masseuse uh, a, a dark elf called ilmar um who is here as well and then the oddly silent get like staff of this place who probably on realization you realize have never said a word since you've been here hmm. what a thing that we just realized ourselves probably fine. Oh, yeah hmm. probably interesting fine. probably fine hmm. look i'm not gonna <laughs> it was i was just you know i knew that the penny's gonna drop at some point you know you no just... i appreciate it it's, i just yeah. think it's so funny when the dm's like look you haven't noticed this very obvious thing. I'm just going to point it out to you. 
I'm going to point it out to you now that you know the secret of the hands, because yeah. up until yeah. then, the the illusion was complete. You guys weren't aware of anything going on, but now now you know that there's hags. It's you know you can probably be like, wait, it is kind of weird how none of the other staff ever spoke a single word, huh? That's kind of strange. Hmm. Genuinely, I was like, oh, they're probably just like really well trained to like keep to themselves. Yeah. <laughs> Oops, maybe. <laughs> um. I guess after all these realizations and now that Azara realizes her vacation is indeed over, um, she's going to like, put her hands on her hips and go, well, if it seems that this literal devil uh, that's pretending to be a quite wonderful, awesome, ugh, whatever, if it, we should probably go get some information out of him. Maybe he can turn to our side, make this quicker, and the sooner we can get him on our side, the sooner we can get Silvari back in power, and the sooner we can get more massages. And she kind of like looks at Agnes like, I want more massages. Yeah, and there's plenty of procedures we had planned too that, you know, it'd be nice. Not like necessary, but just well, nice. If any procedures were to happen, we don't want them from the hags who will turn us into medusas or kobolds or non-speaking staff members. Yeah, I suppose I suppose that's true. I suppose that wouldn't be smart, I suppose. So then I guess the quickest way to remedy this is to go kill the hags, then. We but should... first, speak with Saif, because if he is indeed some sort of powerful fiend and has a grudge against them the fiend wouldn't be so bad to have on our side. And speaking of our side, has anyone seen Alyssa? No, normally uh, I find her with you. Hmm. Should we That's be That's a concern, absolutely. Uh, I assume she was she was staying in a room with one of us right or did she have her own she stayed in azara's room um right. after you got drunk she slept yeah. in a chair right. uh, yeah. after carrying drunk azara back <laughs> to her room uh azara will kind of go a little bit red and she'll be like well the last time i saw her she was in my room in a chair asleep mm-hmm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On the other side of the room, it away from me. She was alone. That's so interesting that you feel the need to share the location. I just exactly thought that it, of where it, you stood it, in the room. Should, you should. She was asleep, and I thought that was important information that I was not near her. Thus, I did not wake her up. It was very I important. Mean, Thank you. Whatever information you think is important, I think it's very important. I feel That's like I feel like I don't know why you're pointing out this anyway. <laughs> Well, we should, um, do you, uh, I don't have any spells or anything I could use to locate her, do you? I, I do not. I, I know that Sayeth possibly is evil, but he doesn't know that we know that he's evil, so he should still be helpful if we ask. I suppose that just asking someone, as opposed to using magic, is an option. But if he doesn't comply, then we have magic. Well, if we are believing everything this water spirit has told us, then if he doesn't comply, then we should probably kill him too and and be on with it. I happen to agree, yes. Okay. Uh, Should we we just lure him out by the ruins or something? Maybe he can show us over there, and then we can ask him, hey, do you like these hags? Hmm. Or can we dead them? (laughs) 
And possibly if we have someone like Clive and Agnes lying in wait, if he does turn on us, we can have the advantage in combat. I feel like we kind of glossed over the working with a fiend piece. I feel like we, we went through that real fast. Well, I figured hags are worse than fiends. Three hags are worse than one fiend. It is like rock, paper, scissors, yes. And fiend beats if, hags. It, <laughs> hags it, beat fiend. It, 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 I, fiend I, beats players, players I, beat hags. Right, hags. Exactly, hags beat fiends. <laughs> and tr- truly, if he has any semblance of a, a moral turnover, then eh, eh, he should be fine. I do think we should talk to him first because, worst case scenario, it's still 4v4. Three hags and one fiend versus the four of us. And Candor. And hopefully Alyssa, if we find her. Oh, yeah. Of course. Maybe Saith knows where she to, is. Let's go talk to Saith. Yeah. You guys leave the bathhouse. Clive, unless there's anything Clive wants to add. I want to make sure that Clive well, feels he has a moment. Along for the raid. Okay. Uh, you guys leave the bathhouse, uh, kind of dripping wet. Um, you make your way back through the changing rooms, uh, which lead into the bathhouse and into the foyer of the uh, temple of the Restful Lily, where Saith does appear to be just doing some paperwork at the desk. Uh, he turns when he hears you guys approaching, uh, looks around. And he's just like, ah, oh, our dear adventurers. Um, how, how is the water spirit gone? Did you, did you destroy them? Did you defeat them? Uh, it seems that we will need ample more time to take care of the situation. So we've just barred off the area for now, off limits, do not interact, we'll take care of it. Uh, but for now, um, I... Deception yeah. check, please. <laughs> As it is a deception that you have placed. A deception. A deception. You have made a deception and it must be, it must be rolled for. <laughs> 17, good sir. Okay, sure. Um, Deception. Deception. But for now, um, in in my magical arcana history, I've learned that there's a poultice I can create to rid places of water spirits. And I thought that you could take us on a journey to see the various flowers out towards the field. Would you mind? I know that you have great knowledge of this area. Oh, I do indeed. I'm afraid that my my knowledge of flowers and herbs, I'm something more of a clerk, really. Numbers, people, uh, getting things done. I'm not really much of a botanist. Of course, if you're looking for company to tour the grounds, I'd be more than happy to oblige, my dear. He smiles. Oh, company is even better than knowledge. Isn't that right, everyone? She just kind of Oh, I see. It's it's a walk with everyone, not just yourself. No, we thought, we find ah. it best to travel as a, as a team. It builds oh. camaraderie. Indeed. Speaking of which, have you seen our blade captain, Alyssa, anywhere? Half-orc woman who checked in with you. I believe, um, well, I believe that she had an appointment with the, the owners, with the sisters. Do you know what time her appointment was? 
Oh, well, it's really to the schedule of the sisters themselves. I know that um, they were coming over to meet with you and to discuss various matters. And I imagine that uh, Lady Morgana has probably uh, fetched her whilst you were busy with the water spirits, I imagine. Mm. Well, we we wouldn't want to interrupt that. And I kind of give a little look to the aside to Azara, like we would want to interrupt that. Yeah. (laughs) Azara's like, well, then... uh, that just hastens our need to get rid of this water spirit and and meet up with our good friend later. So shall we to the gardens? She yes, goes. yes, of course. Um, just one moment. And he very purposefully takes off a brooch that he's been wearing and he places it on the desk inside a drawer. Mm. Um, and then he's just like, yes, please, of course. Uh, allow me to take you. Uh, I wouldn't want to... Uh, you know, he goes, maybe, maybe, in fact, actually, he wouldn't just take it off. He changes his, he ha- puts on a cloak. So he takes off the pin um, and then puts on a cloak and then seems to almost forget about the brooch. Uh, like he puts it down, puts on the cloak, and then he motions to the door. And he's just can like, I, yes, please. Well, allow me to take you on your way. Can I perceive the brooch? Uh, it appears to be a cat's eye gemstone, so a kind of amber, um, you know, crystalline gemstone embedded into a lovely piece of jewelry. Um, it just appears to be a lovely, lovely looking brooch. Is there anything you would like to know about it? If if you would like to ask a question, you have a high passive perception. Is there anything? Is there a detail you would like to know? Or yeah, I w- I want to know like why he would take it off to go outside. Is it magical? Is it some sort mm-hmm. of ward? You know, you wouldn't be able to tell if it's magical straight up perception unfortunately you wouldn't be able to tell if it's magical there's no glow to it there's no obvious etchings or runes or symbols on it it's odd it's certainly very odd that he would take this brooch off um you 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 remember that he's worn it you know when you arrived he always seems to be wearing it yeah it's kind of odd that he would take it off um but there's nothing you, you can't see anything unusual with it what a lovely brooch is it is it so valuable you don't like to take it out on walks is it precisely that my dear it's um it's very precious i wouldn't want to lose it anyway and he at that agnes you would sense that he's like we need to like stop talking about it we need to leave now that's none of my business (laughs) (laughs) thanks kermit (laughs) um at that, I guess Azara would just start like leading out the door then. Yeah. Uh, Seth leads you off to the side. Oh, not towards the tower. He kind of leads you off more towards the woods. Um, Agnes, with the high perception again, very cautiously keeps checking behind him. Like, keeps looking behind him, looking towards the temple, looking towards the tower. Uh, and then when... The, you reach a certain distance he's like you know he's talking nonsense like oh yes the oh yes uh, the lovely time of year just making small talk as he goes and then when he gets to a certain point he turns or he whips around lightning fast uh and you see his demeanor completely changes he becomes a lot more serious and sinister i take it then that you spoke with our little friend in the bathhouse you have a few new ideas about the temple i think unfortunately you are not as skilled at lying miss azara and he just looks at azara i thought a 17 was high enough with you then my dude (laughs) um not to uh, this guy azara will 
Azara's kind of taken aback by that, but she quickly recovers and she's like, who said that I was trying to deceive you? It seems that my plan to get you out here worked. It's painfully obvious that you were, you had not killed the creature. You are obfuscating, which to me implies I know exactly what resides there. I know what it knows. I know the same thing. But the fact that you came to speak with me, the fact that you didn't come out with blades drawn and spells smoldering, implies that you're willing to talk. And I do like to talk. He just kind of smiles. In fact, I think we could be of great use to one another. Now, if you are aware of certain factors. So what do you want that we could be of use to you? Well, I assume, forgive me, please do stop me if I say anything out of turn. You are aware of who the sisters are now, yes? Yes, he looks that's right. Their treatments, very strange. I've never seen a magic like it. Of course, I've never seen the rituals myself. They keep it incredibly secret, guarded almost They feed me tidbits here and there, goose chases and wild theories to keep me working for them. But do you honestly think that I would work for those creatures for nothing? I want to know how they're doing what they're doing. And in doing so, that would mean learning how to undo what they're doing. And how do you suggest we find this out? Because... We were just going to kill them and be on with it. Ah, You see, that's short-sighted. If you kill them, you won't learn how to undo whatever it is that they have done. But also, they are not to be trifled with. You, You... I have no doubt that you are very accomplished warriors and wizards and the like, but these are not some ordinary garden hag. This isn't some frightful figure that people tell stories about. These three have lived in the Feywild for a long time, and they've been preying on mortals long before this temple was here. They are not to be trifled with. They are dangerous opponents. Surely you want to have every advantage you can muster. I can help you with that. We just need to help each other. So you want information to help us, and then... We can rid this land of them. But then where will you go? I'll, I'll disappear. I'll go back to the Nine Hells or find, go off to some city like Waterdeep and find some individuals to mess around with or something like that. You'll, you'll never see me again. But I know we, my limits. How are we supposed to figure out what they're doing without sacrificing some poor innocent soul to become a kobold or the Medusa? Well, there's a few things. First of all, I know that they despise each other. They keep sections of this ritual, whatever it is they're doing, each of them has a part of it. And they're terribly afraid of others learning their part because then they don't need each other anymore. They can just operate as individuals. There may be a way that perhaps we can trick them. I know that Morgana certainly has uh, a 
a weakness for your sorts. And she, he points at Azara and Tarkal, dark and brooding and intimidating for certain. As Rissa re- respects strength, uh, she's a bit more dim than the others, but she's strong, powerful. Uh, the... The other one is Greenbones. Sorry, the the Wood Elf, as you know her. She's cunning and wise, but she hates the other two most of all. Sees them as petulant children. She's the eldest of the three. There may be a way that we can turn them against each other, perhaps. Or perhaps you can sneak around in their tower or sneak around, find out how they're keeping these things secret. I've been trying, but they don't trust me as much as they might trust those they think are lesser of course you could just try fighting and killing them i suppose but i i'm not that sounds like a good plan (laughs) you may certainly try well you said turn them against each other how how do you think we would do that i don't know that's for you to figure out perhaps if we can spy on a ritual and make it so make it appear as if one of the sisters taught us one of the other sisters' parts. Oh, now and this one I like him. He if, points at if we exploit their weaknesses, if Clive challenges the strong one to a duel, or if Azar kind of like looks at Tarkal and she's like, or if I try and seduce Morgana, or <laughs> if. Agnes tries to win over the wood elf with the powers of nature or mm. a cunning conversation, then if we have conversation, all, three, yes. all three pieces, then we can just have them kill each other. They would certainly turn on each other. And if they're distracted with each other, they're not looking at you. The main thing will be to learn how to undo the curse. Now, I can give you, uh, to complete my part in our little bargain, I have key to their tower that can get you access Uh, certainly at least into the lower levels the upper levels they keep for themselves they won't trust me with the key to there but i can certainly get you into the lower levels where they conduct this ritual you could go have a little poke around see what you can find the other one is perhaps just follow one of them keep an eye on them see what you can discover azar kind of looks at tarkal and is like well you're good at sneaking around Yes, I could, uh, I could definitely follow one of them. I guess once we're inside the tower. Is there any other access point besides using this key? Unfortunately not. They're quite... Uh, they're paranoid, of course. They ward the windows. They're sealed, locked, but they also ward them with magic. Um, explosive runes and traps, that sort of thing. You want to be careful trying to break in anywhere. The door they keep unlocked. The lower levels, they have kept up the appearance of the temple. It's where they take clients to perform these transformations. I suspect your little half-orc friend is in there right now. She was very desperate to be glamorous. Uh, still, perhaps you may be able to even spy in on what they're doing. But uh, the upper levels they keep to themselves, that's quite guarded. I would be cautious around any statues that you find. Not all of them are quite what they appear. <sighs> well, this seems like we have our work cut out for us. Quite a little arrangement. It's exciting. If you want another ally, the Dark Elf, 
the dark elf is been snooping around quite considerably as well. They may be willing to help you. I suspect that they're looking for someone or something that the hags have done something to. They've been, I've been told to keep an eye on them. The idea was to potentially frame them for a crime or a murder if anybody came too close to discovering the truth. You may be able to use that to your advantage. Uh, we just wanted a day off. That's all we wanted. We just wanted a day off. All right. Well, you can enjoy the facilities. The As far as they're concerned, the sisters, I could perhaps help convince them that this water sprite it simply needs more time to be dealt with. You could enjoy the facilities for a little longer. They are still what they are. No, no, it's irresponsible of us to let this go on. But would you it do be need possible to let your hair down a little, don't you? Uh, if would it be possible to separate the sisters before our friend is tampered? Oh with? yes, yes. I mean, before your friend, unlikely. If she's having the transformation, if she's having her ritual done now, they'll be all together. Afterwards, however, they can't stand each other. They barely spend any time together. Or outside of sleeping and performing the rituals, they almost never spend time together. They despise one another. They hate one another. I want to, I want to like look at my group, and mm-hmm. see what they're, how do they feel about dealings with this cunning individual? That's what I want to. I want to. I want to vibe check. I want to vibe check. Sure. Roll for vibe. Can I roll for vibe <laughs> to like look at? You could. You can make an insight check. Sure. And then maybe my player friends, comrades can tell me. Oh, I rolled a seventeen. That's a dirty twenty. Oh. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll leave it to the players then. Like you guys can decide. If you want to try and hide your feelings, then obviously deception check. But if you're just like openly wearing your th- thoughts and opinions, just tell. Say what you, what's what's going down. Agnes is like uncharacteristically withdrawn and like very present, but not offering a whole lot, and seems kind of like part of her is lost in her own thoughts. Okay. Uh, Azara is pretty much taking this dude for face value like a fiend undercover at a spa doesn't really phase her um but the thought of being able to save Alyssa and return the spa back to what it could have been uh intrigues her enough to like want to go through with this plan the other thing I will say to Azara now that you've he's kind of revealed the face he hasn't shown like his he's not changed his appearance he still looks like this kind of guy right the way that he's speaking and if he is a fiend you don't get the impression that this this guy's probably a devil which okay. means that he's probably going to be he'll be tricksy with his word uh-huh. but if he says he'll do something he'll probably do it like devils right. tend to be they'll stick to things that they say and agreements that they make right. but they will try and twist them to their own ends so right. he he's not chaotic he's unlikely to be like ah, i'm going to kill you now ha 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 he um, he wants something selfish out of this endeavor, but he's not yeah. going to slit our throats over it. No, he's willing yeah. to work with you as long as he's going to get what he wants. Right. So. Yeah. yeah. So knowing that as is like, fine, Mr. Devil Man, <laughs> yeah. what you, do you, you want? You seem pretty chill working with him because yeah. you can understand it. Yeah. What about Clive? Clive just like picked something out of his ear and was like, <laughs> my God. That's, that's new. <laughs> Um, I think then that is enough of a vibe check from for for Tarkle to not overreact because okay. he wants to. He, Tarkle is if if anyone were to notice, Tarkle is itchy. definitely yeah he's itchy. 
He's very, very itchy. The trigger finger. Go. Yeah. Um, so I don't. Basically, as soon as he said, "I'll find some people to torment in water deep," that was enough for Tarkle to be like, "Uh, eh, is it? Am I really gonna? Am I really gonna work with this devil?" But it's, it's. I think vibe of the team is we just do this and we figure it out later. So sure. can can I roll a sleight of hand check? Yeah. To wipe whatever this is I found on my pinky on uh, Azara's head to see if she notices. It's like. So you can make you can make a sleight of hand and Azara like can make a perception so check. So gross. Well, in fact, actually, it would be Azara's passive perception. So what's Azara's passive perception? Azara, uh, 15. 15. So as long as you get a 16 or more, she doesn't notice. That's a five. You feel like this big furry hand like brushing your hair. Now you don't know what he's done, but you feel just like him like touch the back of your head. Zara could be like, what what? What? Do I feel Yeah, you feel like something like sticky, like like, I assume it was probably like a bug. Okay. But it's like a smushed bug now where he's like picked it out and like wiped it on you. So it's like little bit of dried bug. Zara just kind of like I don't know who did that. Somebody's putting bugs in places. <laughs> She's like count to three yeah. in her head and she'll turn back to say it and be like. What and then she'll turn to her do? group and she'll go, so what should we do? Where should we start? I think we should check on Alyssa. Agreed. And if it's too late to stop this ritual, we play it by ear. I would make I... sure that you do so stealthily. If all three hags are there, they are the most powerful when they are together, the hags. They are a coven, which gives them access to very powerful magic. Understood. And after that, we split them up, do what we can, play to our strengths, and meet back later. Well, we need the key. So, certainly. You see, he pulls out like a ring of keys. Um, seems like there's one for like every room in the temple. He like plucks it off, hands you a single key. Tarkle, specifically, and he looks dead in your eyes when he does it, Tarkle. Like, mm. here we are. Pushing, bro. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Tarkle just takes it. He's going to be good or be bad. I don't know anymore. <laughs> I mean, yeah. T- you, yeah. This guy's like looking directly at Tark when he gives that key and he just smiles. I look forward to working with you all. If there's any way that I can help, do let me know. Not just in this endeavor, perhaps in the future, if you ever need a little help. I love working with mortals. Azar just kind of sighs and like shoes him off a little like, okay, devil, like we get it. You're evil. Oh, my apologies. <laughs> and he just like does a mocking bow and he's like, forgive me, of course. I seem to have overstayed my welcome. Ah, well, back to tending the car- the gardens then. And he goes off. Uh, after he leaves, Azara kind of takes a deep breath and is like, oh, I apologize. Working with fiends and devils, they're always ugh, like Can that. Can we kill that one too? Eh, Unless he tries to kill us first, it's unwise. They're usually, I wouldn't say harmless, they, they keep to themselves. They're not, he's not going to turn on us. We can trust him 
to an extent. The mischief he'll get up to will be in another land, nothing to do with us, we'll be far away from Cormir. Best to just not get on his bad side. We're on his good side, which doesn't feel good, but it is what it is. I feel a sense of urgency to check on Alyssa, knowing that the people who she's trusting to do some sort of procedure on her are hags. I wholeheartedly agree. I think so let's go, go straight to the tower? Yeah, quietly. I have passed without trace, so Ooh. definitely um, able to do some reconnaissance. Cool. Pop that on all of us. Yeah, I was going to say, do you uh, like cast that on everyone? Um, Agnes. Oh yeah, it's you and your companions within yep. 30 feet of me. Yep. It's plus 10 stealth to everybody and you don't leave any physical tracks like footsteps sneaky, or uh, footprints. How long does that like... last? Uh, an hour. Oh, awesome. Okay, cool. Real yeah, we're, we're Scooby-Doo sneaking. Let's be sneaky! Yep. And you still have advantage on stealth as well, Tarkle, because of the massage. It mm. lasts for another uh, few hours. Not long, but not much longer. It's like uh, you've got like maybe like eight hours of it. But okay. Um, yeah, you guys can make your way to the tower. You have to kind of either go all the way outside and around the temple, or you can go through the lounge and through the massage rooms, and then you can go out the back door, which is where you've been going the last couple of times. But if you wanted to try and avoid anybody, the best way would be to like literally go around through the woods and you know, go around the building, basically. Probably sounds good. Through is faster, though. Like, how, what's the Through would difference? be faster. Yeah, it would take you much longer. It will, you know, take you nearly like three, four times as long to go around than just going straight through. But obviously, you know, the pass without a trace doesn't make you invisible. It means that you don't leave like footprints. It means that you don't make as much noise, but people will still see you and everything else. When we say three to four times faster, is it like one minute versus four minutes? Or is it like 10 minutes versus 40 minutes? I would say it's like 10 minutes versus 40 minutes. Because, you know, if even just rushing through the the uh, temple itself, I, I'd say maybe, no, it wouldn't be as long as that, actually. Like five minutes versus like 20 minutes. But the it's just that, like, you might be stopped by people that might aren't, like, try and talk to you. Or, like, you know, who knows what you might encounter along the way. Like, people might ask where you're going or, you know, stuff like that as well but yeah i think i just follow agnes basically since she was the one that kind of said i feel since i've urged you to go yeah. whichever way she decides i'll follow agnes mm -hmm. all right agnes you're cool yeah and i i i think we go the fastest way and okay. i brief everyone on like how to walk in the most unnoticeable way possible like yeah people will see us but you know when you're like in high school and you don't have a hall pass but you walk <laughs> in a way that like no one notices you and it seems like you have somewhere important to go and the pass without a trace will definitely help with that because it means that you won't make any like noise and like mm -hmm. you, it, it kind of just helps you kind of like blend into the background a little yeah. bit. Not like invisibility or camouflage, but just make no noise and people are just kind of absorbed in their own business, right? So, um, so what we're going to do is I'm going to have you all roll stealth checks with a plus 10 bonus. Um, and yeah, and I'm going to roll a little, see if we get like a little random encounter or something. Oh, this is suspicious. Oh, <laughs> oh. The plus two bonus is so nice. Oh. 38? Yeah. Yep. Rogue expertise. Yep. Pass without a trace. Is that 27? Yep. 25. 25. Clive? Dirty 20. 
Yeah, it's cool. So as a group check, more than half of you succeeded. So you pass through the lounge without any real notice. Um, when you emerge outside, there's a few trees and things like that to kind of gain cover with. Um, but looking at the tower, it's only a short little path to the tower. There's the windows. You can see there's like a kind of as it curves around the, the circular tower. There are windows, but they've got curtains. Like on the inside, curtains have been drawn, blocking you from seeing in. Um, around the door, as I mentioned, are these two elven statues that are almost posed like an archway around the door with wings. Um, they will have very clear line of sight to you if you approach the door um so if it like if seth what seth said was true and these statues are maybe either creatures or traps or alarms they'll notice you approaching so do you guys want to do anything different or is this just like nope we're worried about Alyssa. we're just going to go straight through the door unlock it and try and figure out what's going on are there windows on this tower there's so there's the, the the tower is three floors. There are windows on on all three ones. Um, the two windows up above seem to be sealed from the inside. They have like wooden shutters, um, heavy curtains, that sort of thing. The 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 lower level windows. There's two of them. Um, they both have heavy curtains on the inside um, mm. drawn. Do the windows look like they open? Like uh, from the inside, yes, but not from the outside. Okay. Um, oh. Go ahead. Seeing the statues. Mm -hmm. Is there a way to make fog cloud look kind of like a natural fog rolling in? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, cool. I'd say so. Especially because you have the baths nearby and there's right. all this steam coming out of the baths. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's kind of open aired, so like there's you know, there is like you know, mist. You could probably make it look like the fog is rising from the ground, and it would maybe be a little bit suspicious. But if the creature wasn't, if if there was a creature that wasn't particularly smart, or right. if they didn't understand magic, they would probably just think it's a natural mist. I'd say that any sort of intelligent creature, I'll make a check to see if they are like, huh, that's weird. Um, um, taking the risk, thinking that they might be like gargoyles or some stupid stone creature. Um, mm -hmm. Azara will create like a. 20 foot like right in front of the the door the door and the mm -hmm. the statues um but so we can still see and kind of make this fog cloud appear around their faces so they can't see us okay sure yeah, i'll kind of like map out i've got like a little map for my own benefit here um sure okay so there's this this rolling mist seems to rise up from the ground and it's thick uh you know pea soup like fog that just kind of spreads around the front of the tower um in amongst the trees and the, the foliage and stuff like that it just kind of rises up like a swamp mist um you wait a few moments there's no like alarm there's no calls of monster you know that you don't hear any noises or anything like that nothing seems to have changed Is this fog thick enough to cover us? Uh, cover oh, yeah. us if we oh, approach yeah, the door. Yeah. It's like you can't see more than five feet into it, and it's you know sort of like twenty foot thick, you know, sweet spreading around. So it's easily enough to either move through um, or move around if you wanted to. 
Let's move through the fog with our enhanced to stealth to the door. Yeah. Yeah, sure. You guys make it to the door. Um the statues are there, but the fog is so thick that like, you know, they can't see the actual doorway. They're kind of shaped around it. Um so you can make your way right next to the door. Uh it is like a kind of plain wooden door with like golden spirals painted onto it. Um a very heavy looking lock, however. And it is locked. Uh, if you try it, if you like touch the door, uh, yes, it is locked. We have okay. the keys though, right? I'm gonna, no? yeah, I'm gonna attempt to put the key in and I'm gonna slowly turn it. And if I hear any noise, I'm gonna stop turning. Okay, you don't hear any noise, you turn, 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 click. Um, and the door just gently becomes untugged and you can open it. Okay, so same thing, I'm gonna start pushing the door open, but if it starts making any noise, I'm gonna stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, doesn't make any noise. Cool. All right, uh, okay, when you are you going to step inside? Yeah, I think, right? I'm going to look back since I opened the door with the key and I'm going to go and then go. I'm going to walk in okay. stealthily. Sure. Uh, We're all, all right, Tarkle... specifically looking at Clive and going... <laughs> cool. Are the rest of you letting Tarkle go in first or are you immediately following Tarkle like you're all going in together? Or are you going to let Tarkle kind of go in and scout around a bit? I was figuring we were following. Okay, sure. I was going to follow four... like a little bit behind because he's the sneakiest. Okay. All right. So it's like we've got Clive and Azara maybe a bit back, but Agnes and Tarkle are moving in. Yeah. Um, it enter- the door leads into a foyer. There is a central spiral staircase that leads up, um, and the staircase is flanked by two closed doors, um, each set within the middle of a stone wall. Uh, near the staircase, um, you see a terribly frail looking female dragonborn um gold hued um she is barely able to hold the broom that she's carrying and is desperately trying to sweep up dirt but you can see that this is uh exhausting and painful um her form is just so withered um, and her clothing is like, you know, hanging off of her uh, from this very thin frame. Um, she doesn't hear you enter with the fog cloud and the stealth completely unaware that you've entered. Um, you can hear coming from, if you've got two doors, the left hand door. So you have like a spiral, spiral spare case in the middle and then two doors, a left and a right door from the left door you can hear the sounds of the sisters speaking. You can It's muffled, but you can make out things just like, yes, dear, just hold still, just a bit longer. You know, almost like instructions of like something, um, as if they're talking to someone. Um, Azara, while they're still stealthy, is going to take the opportunity to message all three of them, mm-hmm. um, like the cantrip message, um, and say the same thing, which is, if we cause a distraction and hide, we may be able to sneak Alyssa out. I was thinking the same. Can We can message back, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. I was thinking the same. Maybe have Clive knock on the door under the guise of us having sent him to look for Alyssa. And maybe as he's keeping their attention inside the room, we could sneak inside as well. I will message that to Clive. Clive will be like... How are you talking like that? How do I talk like that? Oh, this is trippy. What are we doing? I will <laughs> re-message the same thing. Ah, hey. Okay. Off I go then. Okay. 
Uh, so, Clive, you're just going to step in, go up to this door and knock? Mm-hmm. Just... <laughs> okay, as soon as you knock, the Dragonborn who's been sweeping by the stairs looks over completely stunned, like had no idea that you were there, sees you knocking, and you just see this Dragonborn look in abject horror. Like absolute fear grips her and she desperately tries to go up the stairs like in a panicked flea she's just like <sighs> and just is like climbing up the stairs the the talking behind the door stops dead as soon as they hear the knocking and you just hear a very muffled sort of like i'm so sorry my dear this, this is unusual we shouldn't have any interruptions i said sir go and see who that is the door opens and you see the sun elf woman with these kind of like beautiful copper ring, uh, ringlet hair, um, big kind of tall frame with this big sort of furred mantle is looming in the doorway. And even Clive, I think, would notice that when she opens the door, all of that friendliness, all of that welcomingness of the other sisters is gone. And it is abject hate. Like this person is pissed that you have knocked on this door. Uh, she opens it and just looks directly at you. What on, what on earth are you doing here? Can I can I see this? Yeah, like yeah. the rest of you are currently stood in the foyer, right? Like you guys well, we're were hiding. Like literally... We're supposed to be like hiding in the shadows and yeah, we're, to we make we Clive hit. The... Okay, yeah. sure, all right. Well, have you guys like either pressed up against the wall or like maybe up in the the spiral yeah. stairway like yeah. you kind of pressed yourselves out I, would, I probably would have gone under the spiral staircase yeah sure like you guys are all kind of like hidden as as best you can be in that mm -hmm. thing. yeah so it's just and the idea is that clive makes like a disturbance ruckus and well, then let's see what clive does yeah <laughs> i've been told that there's something in here that's needing an inspection if you wouldn't mind i'll just like walk past he was supposed to you go, go to walk to past Alyssa. Make a strength check. Oh. Okay. I was given very vague instructions. <laughs> I was just told distraction ruckus. So I'm sure. like, all right, off I go. <laughs> uh, strength. Yeah. Cool. Like you're going to push past her because she's stood in the doorway and she ain't moving. So if you want to push past, you are barred. You are shoulder past, you know, pushing this person out of the way. 21. 21 you come to a standstill with her. Like she doesn't beat you and you don't beat her. So you press against each other and she's like pushing you back and you're pushing her. She takes a step, but then you're not making any ground. Like it's a status quo. You both get the same 21. Um, she locks eyes. You do get a glimpse inside the room, Clive. Mm -hmm. What you see inside is a uh, quite a like empty room except that it basically has these heavy thick silk curtains all the way round. in the middle of the room is a very ornate pretty looking comfortable chair which Elissa is sat in um uh, meanwhile next to her is the two other elven sisters um morgana and uh greensong who seem to be painting a canvas and they are painting this beautiful um epitomized version of Elissa, where she looks like this glamorous noble woman with long straight hair her complexion her cheek like she looks almost like a, a vision of Elissa, like a like something that like azar like an azara Elissa kind of thing like she looks like this rather than the rough kind of knight that she is she looks like this 
fairy tale you know knight uh warrior princess kind of vibe um you know in a resplendent dress and armor kind of lifting a sword looking like nobility um and you can begin to see that Alyssa's face has changed like it's physically becoming like the painting her hair is straightening her tusks have become completely gone um you know she is beginning to become like the painting but this is the point where the sun elf Ezrissa stops you dead looks you in the eyes and i need you to make a wisdom saving throw ah good 14 14 she looks at you her eyes glow gold and you are dominated you are completely under her control and she just says what are we doing then but she says, in your mind, you you just lose the ability. She just takes complete control of your body. You go silent, yeah. and then she you shut the door and step into the room with them. And the rest of the party, you don't know what happens. Um, Clive, you they the first thing is that they basically say, why why are you here? Uh, how did you get in? You tell them perfectly honestly you say that Mm -hmm. you know you went and found the water spirit and then you went and spoke to saith and you got the key uh and then they basically say distraction you're a distraction yep you you tell them all of that and they look at each other in sort of horror Alyssa kind of stands up on that note though i do want to ask yes would how little detail Clive actually knows about what the hell's going on? He does on? disguise some of it. Yes, I would say okay. that because Clive doesn't pay attention, <laughs> some things get left out. And you basically tell it from Clive's perspective of like, I was meant to be some sort of distraction. Uh, apparently you're evil and we have to fight you or something. I don't really know what's going on. You know, it's from Clive's kind of perspective, <laughs> right? Um, you don't get to make another saving throw. Um, until they damage you or until a minute ends um but what you do notice because you're kind of aware of everything but you just don't have any control over your body like your body's just acting against your own will um before we jump to the others the other thing is is Alyssa says what are you doing clive like what are you doing to him and they the others are like no 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 stay still dear we're not finished uh and she's like no i don't want this anymore and they as soon as she says that the hags just smile and one of them begins to cackle and you watch as Alyssa, this beautiful noble woman that she's becoming, almost begins to reverse, and her skin becomes dry and cracked and sallowed. Her hair begins turning gray and frizzed, and she begins like getting hunchback. Like you can see, like she begins twisting into this kind of almost reverse manifestation. The pic- the painting stays the same, but Alyssa's form, and she's just like, "What? What is happening to me?" And they're just like, "We did tell you, dear. If you rescind our gift." It's time to collect payment. And you can see like it begins siphoning this energy off. So meanwhile, the three of you watch Clive walk into the room and shut the door. Full panic mode. Um, Yeah. I look to Agnes. We weren't aware that he got dominated, right? Nope. Well, maybe... It's all part of the distraction plan. Well, how do we get in now? The door's not open. I'm going to uh, detect magic. Uh, From where you are? How far away is the door? Uh, It's like 10, 15 feet. Okay, yeah, from where I am, because it's 30 feet everywhere. Mm -hmm. Sorry if I hit that. Can't go through walls, though. Can't go through walls. 
I believe it's blocked. Oh, visible. No, it can penetrate most barriers. Okay. One foot of stone. It's not a foot of stone. No, okay. No, I'd say it's yeah. not a foot of stone. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So we'll come to that. There's one quick thing, and then I'm going to jump straight back to you. Um, Agnes, you're kind of in the stairwell, like at the top of the stairwell. Um, that dragonborn that had fled up, you can see them at the top of the stairs, just like holding their head, like, no, no. You don't know what you've done. You don't know what you've done. Like they're freaking out up, like just above you. I'll, um, go, I'll go sit like gently in front of them and say, I shouldn't be talking to you. No, you need to leave. You need to leave right now. Because they, you're not supposed to see what they do. You're not supposed to see what this place is. They're going to punish us. And then they're probably going to try and kill you. You need to leave. Don't worry. We can protect you. Just tell me what you know. You don't understand. You can't protect us from them. They've already done this. And she points to a withered form. They've got magic you don't understand. Uh, Azara, as that conversation is happening, yeah, mm-hmm. your eyes light up and you see a number of things. First of all, you see an outline of Clive. Mm-hmm. He's completely under an enchantment spell. Like this enchantment spell covers Clive. Mm-hmm. The blinding thing that you see in the other room is the outline of a canvas. And you see a form. You don't recognize it. It's like hunched and kind of shrunken and again, completely covered it in a mixture of spells, enchantment, transmutation, um, illusion, completely covering that figure. And then you see three figures all under an illusion spell. Mm. But this canvas is bright. It is powerful magic beyond just a normal spell. This is like something bizarre is happening with this 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 square, this thing that you can see, this outline of a painting. So in Azara's arcane knowledge, she would assume like, ah, that's the catalyst. If it's in the room and it's terrifyingly magical, that's probably what's yeah, going it, on Yeah, it's here. probably something that, yeah, this is probably how they're doing these transformations for sure. Um, um, I think Azara would quickly message that to Agnes and Tarkle um, uh-huh. about the enchantment, about the uh, canvas blinding magic about the fact that the hags are illusioned and about the fact that the other figure who was probably Alyssa looks unrecognizable um Mm -hmm. and then also reminding them that the naiad said that uh her waters are sacred and the sisters won't go there so to seek refuge while we figure out what to do i'm gonna throw this over to my man tarkle just to make sure that he's got a chance to do anything he wants to do and then we'll jump back a little bit uh tarkle would just respond to the message um so should we destroy the painting? Should we go in there? Clive is under an enchantment. Is he safe? We should we can, bust the door down? We like, cannot take them on. We cannot take them on without Clive. We cannot take them on as ourselves. Saith told us as such. And we need to collect ourselves and figure out what we're dealing with. The Naiad's waters may grant us moments respite to at least gather ourselves. Oh, I can't respond again. Wait, hold yeah, you on. Can. You can. That's another message. Yeah. Well, that's we, another message. I'm yeah. going to just jump back in because I want to make sure everyone's is, is, stuff is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, Clive, after you basically do the spill all from Clive's perspective, um, in the domination, they basically make you go and stand in a corner. Um, <laughs> yeah. And they fetch manacles. They have like manacles in a chest. They take these manacles out and they start manacling your like hands. You're under this domination spell. You're just like, yep, sure. 
um, and then they basically tell you to lie on the ground and you just like lie face down, hands hey, behind your back. Do. Kind of don't, thing. Want, don't want to yep. be a problem, just gonna lay right, right, right yep. down here. Excellent. Down yes, here. There we are. <laughs> um, nice and comfy. Yeah. And yeah, because uh, they, yeah, they're, they're counting the, the seconds before this spell ends uh, while they have you under their power. Um, but, 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 right, I'm trying to think of everything I've got, like everything going on here. Agnes, you're talking to the Dragonborn. Um, you're getting these messages from Azar as well, but you can see uh, this Dragonborn is like looking behind them, um, looking around terrified. Uh... Yeah, I, I don't think that they necessarily like, ugh, your promises of safety don't seem to really they definitely don't seem to feel very safe, <laughs> you know, from those those promises. I got Azara's message and she was telling us to like retreat to find yes. safety at the water. Uh, the waters, right? yeah. So I will, I will take that advice and I'll grab the Dragonborn's hand and say, I have a safe place if you come with us now and try to persuade them to come with me. Sure, you can make a persuasion check, yeah. I roll 18. 18. Okay. Okay. They, they kind of look at you and you can see that you, there's like a sparkle of something in their eye, like a memory is triggered or something like that, that they remember in something. And they say, there are others, not just me. There are two others that serve them trapped here in the tower. I, I don't want to just leave them behind. I, I never would normally leave comrades behind, but I'm too weak to help them. They took all of my strength. If you mean the pool, uh, we can't go in there. Part of the spell on us means that we can't enter the pool. We can't, we can't destroy our own paintings. It's, a, it's part of the enchantment on us. You should go. Go somewhere safe. I'll, I'll go and find the others. Maybe we can hide for now. Um, but you should leave. Please, don't endanger yourself for us. I I want to help. I'm trying to think if I have. Uh, while you're thinking, um, Azara and Taco, like, are you guys getting ready to leave, or because you turn around and you see Agnes is having this conversation? Like, what's the plan here? So Azara sent that message, and I wanted to respond to it. Um, yep. So she said we have to retreat. Uh, I think Taco's response would be like, "How long will we be gone for? Will Clive become a Medusa as well?" What? How how long can we let him live in be in that room under an enchantment? Uh, Azara will message back. From what I know about enchantments, it won't be long. I don't think they would risk killing Clive, knowing that they have to try and come find all of us. Hags are. I would know that hags are kind of like, like they they would want to make a like a an example out of us, right? Like they would try and come and like. Maybe be, I mean you don't know yeah. these hags. I don't know these hags. Uh, just yeah. In my experience, more evil entities, they want to make a point out of their killings. They'll try and come for us. We will save Clive, but we can't be here if, unless we all want to die right here, right now. But I think I know a way to reverse this curses. And that'll be the end of the message. Okay. Uh, I'll say to the dragonborn, like, yes, hide and we'll be back for you. Go now. Yeah, they just kind of like turn and, and go up into the tower somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, they kind of continue going up the spiral staircase. Um, okay. Do you guys 
try and leave. You just try and run out the door, basically. Yeah, yeah. that's what Azara says to do. I trust her. Okay. I think that the timing of this is you guys make a dash for the door um, and it's as you kind of get out the door and shut it behind you, you hear the door that Clive disappeared into open um, and you begin to hear like people talking like they're coming out. But you guys just make a run for it. You guys just run into the into the pools, um, into the into the spa and you make your way towards the towards the baths. Um, you arrive you don't see saith you don't see actually you don't see signs of anybody um just uh the only people you might see are the other guests so the halfling kind of like looks at you as you're kind of running through like makes a weird face the gnome is busy tinkering something on his table um you don't see any of the staff you don't see saith um, but you run your way into the baths and yeah uh full of steam just as they were before um clive uh at, by the time they get there, this, the enchantment, the dominate person would have worn off. Um, they haven't harmed you, um, but they have manacled you. And uh, when you come to, all three of them are kind of stood around you, uh, looking at you, um, kind of curiously. And for the first time, Clive, their visages change. And you see that these three beautiful elves, beautiful elven women, their forms change. Uh, the one, the sun elf who was stood before you, you see that the third mantle, like the third cape that she was wearing, is actually a hunchback. And one of her arms is incredibly muscular, um, almost covered in, in thick hair uh, with bulging veins, ends in a large claw hand. Her other hand is much weaker and withered um, and is kind of like kept under this ragged cloth that she wears as like a dress. She has these thick dreads, like dark kind of um, tan skin, thick dreadlocked hair covered with sort of like grime and, and blood and encrusted. She has multiple scars all over her body, but she looks monstrously strong. Um, her face distorts into a kind of twisted monstrous version of the, the sun off that you saw before. Uh, Morgana, the one with the long dark uh, hair and the pale blue skin, she shifts and her limbs become almost a little too long. Um, her hands end in these, you know, six inch long razor sharp nails but the most unsettling thing about her is her mouth. It's split far too wide up her cheeks and she has blood encrusted lips rather than lipstick. It's literally like blood smeared over her lips and her teeth are like jagged fangs. Um, her black hair, um, you can see that is, is matted and there's all sorts of um, kind of blood and dried, probably like intestines kind of strewn through it. And then lastly, the blind wood elf, um, she shifts and changes. Her skin becomes like a bark, um, like a kind of wrinkled bark, giving an aged appearance. Um, she has these gnarled hands, um, moss and ivy kind of cover her, and you can see insects and little animals kind of nestled in her hair and her body. Uh, and the dog at her side, the lovable mastiff, becomes a flaming hellhound beast uh, that just sort of like emerges from behind it. And they just sort of look down at you curiously. Well, what do we have here? A lovely little lion man from the Feywild. It seems you and your friends have discovered our little secret. Can I... So so I'm like bound up. Does this feel You've like got... something I might be able to break? 
So you have a pair of like iron manacles um, mm-hmm. with your hands behind your back. You yeah. can certainly try. It's going to be difficult. Um, you would be at disadvantage because you're in an unfavorable, like you can't bring all of your strength to bear because your arms are behind you. And these are I- solid iron manacles. But I mean, Clive might still be able to do it. Like if you roll high enough, you might be able to break this. They've also probably taken like your weapons away from you. And um, the uh, Azrissa, uh, the sun elf is holding them. She's literally holding your morning star on your long sword. Um, I want to, I want to see if I can at least break them have hands free. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. So it's, um, yeah. So give me just a straight strength, not athletics, just straight strength, um, but Aww. disadvantage. Okay. So first one's a 16. Well, never mind. 16. Okay. So the last one was a bit like, I mean, it's more that because it, you think, you think with, if you could get your arms into in front of you, um, and you had a bit of time, you can probably break these manacles. You don't think that's beyond your the possibility of what you can do. It's just that because your arms are behind your back, you can't quite bring your full strength. You can't use your chest muscles. You, you know, this is like, ah, it's just too like awkward to try and bring your full strength to bear on this. Um, okay. You just need to get into a better position and then you can probably do it. So, what are we doing then? Well, that's really the question, isn't it, my dear? We wanted, we would rather not kill such a, well, a very interesting creature, an interesting man. And rather, I'd hate to spill your blood, although fey blood could be not quite, quite useful. <sighs> we have something of what we wanted. And they gesture, and you can see this kind of like withered disfigured Elissa behind you uh, behind yeah. them we have something that we want but we always want more we're a bit worried though you seem the sort to do something violent and we like violence but not towards us not towards us no 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 no, no, no. But what to do with you? Well, what? I can tell you if you let me leave and you return my belongings and our friend over there, there will be no violence against you. <laughs> oh, I do love a bargain maker, but um, you're not really in a position to make those kind of agreements. We've got you as a prisoner, and we have this little wallflower, and they grab Illyssa's hair, and she kind of like lets out like a muffled scream as I like grab her violently. Um, and you see the one that was the sun elf, the one with this kind of like hunchback giant arm, just backs backhands and sends Illyssa flying into the wall, like bam, sends her flying. Um, I don't think you're in a position. I think what we're going to do is we're going to keep you here. Maybe we'll lock you up somewhere. We've got a room upstairs just for you. And then we're going to go speak to your friends. Maybe, maybe we make a deal. They are so pretty. Uh, yeah. And the, the sun elf is going to come towards you to try and like pick you up, basically. And like kind of bully you up this, uh, out of this room. Would Would Clive have a gauge that he is like 
insanely outnumbered and overpowered right now but i i leave that to you as the player nate you you are a good enough player that like i know that if if you are like you know what clive may be reckless but he recognizes that he's outnumbered here um that's totally fine if you want to play it that clive's like nah i can fucking take you <laughs> let's go <laughs> like you can play it that way too um, no, let's let's have rng decide i love it i love it He's gonna, he's gonna keep it tame for now. Sure. Okay. Uh, they will look at you. Um, all three of them look at you, and their eyes glow golden. I need you to make another wisdom saving throw, yeah. as they're basically gonna say, "We suggest you come with us and offer no resistance." Apparently, I can't roll today. Uh, low. Oh. Oh. Wait. Saving throw. Yes. Okay, so that's a minus one. <laughs> okay, so yeah, unfortunately, this suggestion takes hold, and for eight hours, you're just like, "Yep, okay, I'm gonna come with you." And you, they basically lead you upstairs. They lead you up into the tower. They take you through like a very disgusting, filthy kitchen that's not been looked after. Um, you walk past. Uh, a groveling gold dragonborn who looks very withered. You walk past a ancient, like way too elderly looking dwarf, um, gray beard, like kind of shaking with age and infirmity um, and a kobold, like a white scaled kobold with sparkling blue eyes. Um, and the, they shove you into a room. They shove the three other figures in there and then you hear them lock the door behind them. A pretty um, poor job hiding. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they they had nowhere to really hide in this place at all, um, and they're terrified. And yeah, they kind of just shove you into this this kind of filthy room. The main thing you notice is on the wall, uh, there are three. There are four. There are five paintings now because along with those other figures, they throw Alyssa in with you, and then they hang this painting up on the wall. And these five paintings. Um, one depicts a gold dragonborn warrior with like rippling muscles, like breaking a some sort of like monster skull with her bare hands, like roaring to the sky. One depicts like a youthful dwarven man playing musical instruments with everybody laughing and like enjoying his company around him. Um, the third painting depicts a tiefling woman with like long kind of purplish blue hair, smiling and sparkling, covered in gemstones, um, tall and slender and just you know again being beloved the fourth painting is of an elven priestess um radiating with beauty uh, in front of a statue of sunni and then the last one is of Alyssa as this you know incredible noble woman um and you all of you are thrown into this kind of uh cell basically it's the, the room is transformed into a kind of cell uh with a few ratted straw bread straw beds and things like that um and yeah that's what happens with clive the rest of you uh, you guys make it to the pool, and yeah, Sirena kind of emerges from the pool, looks around. It's like, oh, what, whatever is wrong? Are you all right? We've lost one of our party to the hags. Well, not lost. He's held captive, and our oh blade captain has been cursed. Azara, is that a curse? It's some form of strange illusion magic i i saw this square this rectangle in the room maybe a, a canvas or a mirror or something that was containing all sorts of 
insane magical properties. I think that's how they do it, whatever it is in there. Whatever that is, if we destroy it, I'm sure we can reverse whatever is happening. And they have our our warrior Clive. We we're trying to do reconnaissance and just miserably failed. Well, not miserable. We know where the source of the magic is coming from. We know where they're doing their spells. We know that it's illusion magic, and we know that all magic can be destroyed and dispelled. We just happen to lose Clive temporarily in the process. Well, what do we do now? Who is this person that we just divulged all this to? The f- oh, this is the, the water sprite. Spirit. Yeah, this is oh, the, spirit the sprite. Okay, cool. Yeah, her gotcha. name is Serena. I, I missed, yeah, she's, I she's that part. lives in the bath. Sorry, that yeah. maybe um, wasn't my me being clear. I think what we do now is we collect Sayeth or whatever his true name is, and whether it be stealthily, although I think that stealth has left us, or by force, we return to the tower, destroy whatever it is that is turning our friends and others into hideous beasts or that frail dragonborn you were talking to i'm sure that is also the work of the sisters did she say anything else to you i relay what she said that you know they put this curse on her and the other two are there um and that they can't come to the baths to hide and um that they think the hags are too powerful for us to beat right um well, hopefully with the help of Sayeth, and if we can find where they're hiding Clive, we can at least destroy the source of their power. If not, if we can't destroy the hags, we destroy the curses and flee. Hopefully, best case scenario, we destroy the hags. Worst case scenario, we get our friend back. By destroy the source, you mean the paintings? Yes. Uh, let's take a moment to discuss strategy. Mm. What do we know about hags? And between us, what can we do to separate them and negate their powers? Mr. DM, what do I know about hags? And me too. You guys can make, uh, I think that the best options here would be um, Azara makes an Arcana check. Uh, Agnes makes a nature check. Um and Taco, if you'd like, you can make a history check, maybe to know of any like stories or anything like that. I got a 26. I'm good. 21. Uh, 26, 21. So the difficulty here is thinking about all the stories you've heard. Hags are fey beings. They're often the, the kind of the villains of many children's stories, wicked witches in the woods that gobble up children, all these kind of things. But a lot of these stories actually contain a lot of facts. Um, they can disguise their appearance, um, as you probably have gathered by now. They uh, are most powerful when they're in a coven, which allows them to cast spells together, and often quite powerful spells at that as well. Um, they work with lots of servants. They employ creatures or things to work as their minions and servants. The interesting thing with these is the way that everybody speaks about them being powerful, you don't think that these are just going to be any sort of normal hags. They are likely unique individuals that have like probably been 
were quite powerful hags of their own and now they've come together as a group to form this coven um in terms of things like weaknesses um it sounds like that they don't like the 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 enchanted water here you don't know how you know useful that will be um they you're not aware of sort of anything else they are tricksy um they are often very clever um but that doesn't mean that they can't be uh outsmarted um they often they often underestimate others they think themselves superior a, a lot of the time um do we know of... anything about like what kind of damage they like to do or anything like that? I would say, unfortunately, yeah. With general spellcasting and things like that, hags come in lots of different types. Um, you know, green hags often attack with physical attacks and they just have powerful claws. Um, sometimes they use poisons. Um, night hags often use necrotic and psychic damage to kind of mess with your mind. Um, yeah, sea hags. Like, there's there's just too many types, and you're not even sure which types these are. Unfortunately, when I did detect magic on the canvases. Would I have known if they had like resistance to fire? Like, could they be burned like normal canvases or are they magically enchanted? They are magically enchanted, which you imagine will protect them against most forms of damage, but they can probably still be destroyed. Um, Just I have to figure out how. Yeah, you have to figure out how. Sometimes there's a trick to it. Sometimes like it takes a specific substance or a specific um, type of damage or maybe, you know, sometimes it's more esoteric. Sometimes it's like, Things that like, especially these kind of unusual artifacts, things like the Feywild and Hags, there's normally something um, fairy tale to it. You know, like you remember lots of stories about like a wand created by a powerful hag witch that could only be destroyed in the light of the moon, or it could only be destroyed by somebody pure of heart. You know, there's lots of these little rules and tricks to hag magic that can make it difficult. Uh, to pin down fey magic in general um, can be quite fickle in that way i think i would relay all of that mm -hmm. and while we're planning the strategy azara would say i i feel like if this is some sort of trick if it can't just be destroyed with fire or lightning or even by tearing it apart possibly because these hags are preying on our insecurities and portraying these ideal versions of what we wish we could be Maybe it's as simple as everyone accepting who they are, as disgusting as that sounds. Maybe it's just as simple as stating you're happy to be who you are and then they have no power. Does and if not, we could burn it. Do you think it would have to be true? Or do you think we would just have to say it? Just I, wondering, curious. I think it would have to be true in a sense. I mean, and then I think hearing Agnes say that, knowing that we had this conversation earlier, Azar will be like speaking to Agnes at this point. We'll say, no one is ever happy 100% with who they are. But if you can accept that loving yourself is better than becoming a stone monster, then I feel like that's a step. Maybe... You can appreciate what you have rather than wish you were something else because the grass is always greener. Maybe that's the lesson here. A massage yeah. is always good, but we don't have to change ourselves to be happy. Right. I mean, I obviously feel great about who I am, but just, you know, curious about how the magic works and 
you know, by you, I'm sure you mean like the general you and all of that. So yeah. Zara gives Agnes like a, come on now, look. <laughs> Agnes is like eh, the, to the water spirit, uh, Serena, <laughs> right? Serena. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do you think that, will your water retain the same magical properties if we bring some from here to there, could we? No, I'm sorry. Once you take the water from this place, it doesn't retain any of its properties. Uh, it's the nature of, of these, the magical spring is uh, if you take it away, it doesn't work. Otherwise people would have come and taken it long ago. Hmm. Uh, as you say this, you hear three voices from outside oh, no. the bathhouse call out. My dears. It's, it reverts back to the voice of Morgana and, and the elves that you met. I do believe that there's been a misunderstanding. Your companions are waiting in our residence. We want to make sure that there's no ill will between us. I'm sure that we can come to an arrangement. Won't you come out and speak with us? It's quite lovely where we are and uh we're 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 unrobed why don't we just have this conversation from behind the door we can hear you just fine oh how of course why don't we have some of our staff come in and help you and you see the double doors <laughs> to the baths begin like burst open and stood there are five of the they look like you know they're wearing the little silk outfits um, but in their hands, they've got like basic clubs that look like they've been made out of like pieces of furniture or they look like things that they've got. And they're there just holding them dead, completely dead faces. And they're just staring in and they begin filtering in one by one. Meanwhile, Clive. Why are we um, in a Yakuza video game? The, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's got that vibe, right? It like does. the steam room. Yeah. You're all in your armor and weapons, but you're like, in this kind of bathhouse and then in burst these like five attendants right. um with their with their crude homemade clubs and things <laughs> um clive um it takes some time but eventually the the spell you're technically under the spell is like you basically can't give any trouble to the hags but once you're kind of alone you're free to act as you want to right like you can kind of just be clive as long as you're not attacking the hags um so you kind of are in this room you see these these other figures around you um Elisa retreat is retreated to the corner and is basically like using this her clothing to cover herself like so you can't see her um what is there anything clive wants to do before i i feel bad that poor clive has been captured while there's a fight going on because it's literally clive's thing to fight everything mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm uh, sorry mate I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna break i'm gonna try and break out Sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, with the time, by the way, you can kind of get your hands under your feet and bring them in front of you. So this time, no disadvantage to try and break the manacles. Cool. And you said just strength? Straight up strength. Cool. That is uh, no, 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 15. 15. I'd say it takes you some time like you strain your muscles and you can feel the chains beginning to weaken and it maybe takes you like a good sort of 10 minutes but you manage to like and then eventually the chain links burst apart and your hands are hands are free um you still don't have your weapons on you um but you are you know hands free you can move about and things like that as normal uh you see 
the dragonborn lady is like looking at you and there's like this like you can see that she's she wishes that she had that pat like that strength like you can see she's so painfully hurt the little kobold comes running up to you and it's just like oh wow i, I didn't you're so strong maybe maybe you can help us get out of here hey that's the plan i'm gonna see if uh is the door locked yeah, I, I think that they locked it, but um, uh, and they normally they normally trap it. So if you hit it, it, it kind of blows up. But maybe um, maybe I can help with that. Maybe we can maybe I can find a way to like I I don't know disarm it or something. How long you think that'll take? I don't know. I've never done it before. Right. Well, maybe everyone should take a few steps back then. Oh, okay. And then so you guys, and you, the, the dragonborn like weakly kind of crawls away. Um, the old dwarf is just like, "What's going on? Who, who is he? What? What is happening? Play no oh, glitter." And then like the cobbled's like, "Come on, Falthrax, come on!" And like tugs them away as they basically move to the other end of the room, away from the door. How big is this room? uh it's like half of the tower so it's kind of like curved um so it's oh, almost okay. like a like a weird art gallery because you have these like beautiful paintings and then it's this curved ratty prison cell um but they all move to the far end away from the door okay so assuming that the explosion wouldn't be enough to like wipe out half the tower i'm going to hope that that's far enough and I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna try and ram it down. Sure, go for it. Give me a, um, just give me a. This would be athletics this time because you're breaking Sweet. down the door. You know what? I'm gonna roll on dndbeyond.com because my physical dice have said no all day. Okay. And we have, jeez, okay, that's not bad actually. Nineteen. 19 you bust the door down with one big solid lion kick it splinters the second the wood breaks lightning erupts in an explosion around the door uh, i need you to make a dexterity saving throw and you don't see this coming so this is no danger sense are you sure because i assume actually no because was... he warned you yeah yeah, yeah 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 no actually i forgot the kobold warned Thank you, you so yeah 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 okay so dex save with advantage that the first one was a nat 20, so... Oh, well, there you go. Bam. Your acoustic you dice to... came back? They did. They, they, they break, got jealous. You know? Okay, it's not even that bad. So it'd normally be 20 points of damage, but you're going to take half, so you take 10 lightning damage as this thing kind of like... And this, ex like, lightning erupts out from the door. Uh, the others kind of all like... yelp. Clive's like skeleton showed for a second. <laughs> and like, your fur goes stands on ends, yeah. And you just um, kind of... Clive of the wild, man. <laughs> <laughs> Smokes. Um, the door leads into that kind of ragged-looking kitchen that I mentioned earlier, and you can see the spiral staircase leading down as well as up. Um, in the corner of this kitchen, you see another one of these, like, elven statues, these winged elven statues. And as soon as the, the explosion erupts and you move out, the statue kind of... <laughs> comes to life and looks in your direction and it just wags a finger like uh-uh-uh um at this point this is going to be a pain in my ass to run but we're going to both roll initiative oh for a split combat um this is my fault <laughs> so i'll accept it 
Uh, I just need to get a secondary encounter you, up. You put for... Clive in another room, Mark. Listen, man. You split the party. It was the situation, the okay? That was the that was the obvious thing the villains were gonna do. They were like, How the fuck did this guy get here? They didn't see anybody else. Dominate person, find out what's going on. And so, now you have two encounters. And now I have to pay the price. So <laughs> Uh, create new encounter. You take away our kitty cat. We make it a problem. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one ancient construct coming right up. Counter run encounter. Right. So we currently the two encounters that we currently have running is we have the bathhouse yakas a battle. Um, <laughs> So if I can have Azara, Tarkal, and Agnes uh, roll initiative. Clive, actually, if you roll your initiative, and what I'll do is I'll use you to know when I jump to the other battle. Um, ten. So ten total for Agnes. Tarkal? Seven. Oh. Nope, go ahead. Seven. Oh, seven. Azara? Seventeen. Seventeen. And then Clive? Eighteen. Eighteen. Okay. So I'll do... And then in this one, I'll do this one. Um, what was it? Did you get as again, Zara? 17. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Okay, perfect. So I'll start that one and I'll start this combat. Um, so yeah, Clive, you are going to be... So we'll basically start with your fight. We'll completely do your fight and then we'll jump to the others, completely do their fight and then jump back to Clive, okay? So that's because right. that's like the way the initiative's rolled out. So Clive, you burst out of this door and you see, yeah, this stone elf comes to life, wags its finger at you and it's coming at you to attack. What would you like to do? Do I see my weapons anywhere? No. Good. Well, that this is Clive's going to have to. So there are, I would say that with a click glance around the room, the only kind of weapon you can see is an old iron skillet, like a frying pan (laughs) is on the side, um, which you can treat as a club. You could take it if you want to use it as a club. You can just add a club to your inventory. He's Rapunzel. Yep. Just going to just going to grab that and rage if I may. Sure. (laughs) Yep. So just picks it up. Right, then. <laughs> Let me add the club. Oh, 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 cool. My character sheet just went. <laughs> nice. Perfect. Well, well, all right. Never mind. Uh, cool. So I'm going to, I'm going to rage as okay. I said. So that, so we're going to roll. Sure. On the table, that is a five. So whenever a creature hits you with an attack roll before your rage ends, a creature takes 1d6 force damage. Okay, you remember that and you tell me mm-hmm. when that happens, all right? Cool. Uh, and then I'm I'm going to start I'm going to start swinging. Charge one. The room's tiny like this is like a like a maybe 15 foot kitchen, so you can easily just get to this thing and start bashing away at it. Mhm. Good. Uh let's see. 1d wow. The the club is literally my unarmed my or my claws. Yeah. No difference. Okay, cool. Off I go with the pan. It's do, just do, for do, flavor. Do, just for flavor. Yeah. It's a Nicely cool, it's seasoned. a cool flavor that Clive would look around and be like, weapon. Okay. <laughs> hey. And what better for flavor than a well seasoned cast iron skillet? skillet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very true. <laughs> That's a so what'd you get to attack? Sixteen? Mm-hmm. 
so that the, the this thing is made of stone like this this statue is made of stone and it brings up a hand and the pan just kind of smashes against it to almost no effect on the first attack miss all right well i'm gonna attack again i'm gonna yep. make it reckless give yourself advantage okay so that's a no the second one is a dirty 20 that will hit yes so it manages to kind of like smash through uh this creature's form um it is going to have resistance against the attack because uh this is a non-magical weapon striking it well good um clive's in a tough one-on-one here so so total including the bonus is nine so half of that so uh, four points of damage uh, actually mm. round down. So the, the frying pan smashes into this thing and you chip some of the stone, but yeah, this is not an effective weapon uh, to use against this thing um, as you smash against it. Uh, so after we'll just do the, the thing striking you back immediately. Um, okay. It just takes one big swing with one of these stone fists in your direction. Uh, in fact, I will also use uh, D&D Beyond. It's never been easier. 19. To hit, yep. To hit, yep, cool. This is bludgeoning damage, so raging, you're going to take half of this. Um, It's a heavy hitter. Uh, So half of 19 would be nine points of damage. So this thing clocks you back uh, with a strong kind of right hook across the face um, uh, as it smacks you. Um, You see that the when you kind of merged out, um, looking back you see the kobold has like poked its head around the corner and is like looking at what's going on um and he's like come on kind of like gesturing to the others to try and make a break for it but there's there's some sort of hesitation going on behind him meanwhile well well, first 1d6 force damage that's great because it does not resist that so so that is force damage and then also as my reaction unstable backlash i'm going to roll again Okay. On the magic, on the magic. So give me the D six of damage. Uh, the D six was five. Five, perfect. And all right. So um, whenever a creature hits you with an attack roll before your rage ends, that creature takes one D six force damage. Perfect. Well, that just means the effect continues. Yep. Perfect. Okay. Right. So you're kind of this colorful aura is like reverberating some of the force back when it strikes you, um, as you strike. Uh, camera cuts to bathhouse uh where azara mithras yeah you see these five and yeah these five staff members come in with a very cold very inhuman expression on their face um stood in the doorway to this little bathhouse i will tell you they are like they are grouped up in like a 10 foot corridor Uh so there's at least three of them in a line Thank you for telling me that. That's so I, kind well, of you. That's set up in the scenarios. That's so. that's so that's so very kind of you. Cool. Um, do these look like dead, like undead? What does Zara know? They if, do like... not look undead. You don't think they're living, but they're not like zombies or anything. Okay, like but that. they're not. I wouldn't be like murdering people. Maybe. It's a risk I'm willing to take. I'm going to cast Lightning Bolt at the third level, uh, which is a 100-foot line. It is. Uh, It's a dex 14 save. Sure. That is going to be three failures. Nope. uh, Actually, no, three failures. Um, All three of them, they do not look particularly quick. 
Uh, they look slow, um, not very agile. Um, the lightning bolt, don't worry about rolling the damage because the right lightning bolt passes through all three of them and you can see it lights up their body. And as it passes through them, like you almost expect to see like, you know, uh, burn marks and things like that. You begin to see that inside these things is like chunks of their chests are blown apart. They have metal sort of rods and uh, structures mm. built into them, almost Ooh. like stitch marks and things like that. And it just, the lightning bolt passes through all of them and they just kind of like, and they just smile and just kind of cock their heads. So nothing happened. They absorb all damage. From so what you're describing is they're like like um... these are constructs you can okay, see that these are some sort of golem that has they're been constructed constructs. to look like people these gotcha. are these are t1000s gotcha uh, you just kind of like you see like now there's this gaping hole in three of them uh -huh. and you can see like metal rods and what appear to be like wooden sections all built into their chest cavity and the lightning's just been completely absorbed by them as it's passed through them Gotcha. Um, as a bonus action, may I sass them? You may have sassed them. <laughs> cool. Well, then, seeing that lightning obviously doesn't affect metal constructs, uh, Azaro is like, that's fine. I have other magic. And she's very angry. That's my turn. Thanks. Uh, Agnes. <laughs> <laughs> so they didn't take any damage. Light they didn't take lightning. Lightning. Damage. They didn't take lightning damage specifically. Ooh, 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 guess what? Guess what? Agnes is gonna use its heat metal time. Yes. Um, I'm going to cast heat metal at these these are the little weenie guys. Let's not waste it. We're gonna cast it at second level. So yeah, normal level. On the first one through the door. Um yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We'll call that A. On, on little A, we're going to cast Heat Metal, sure. and it is going to take, well, it's going to heat the metal inside to glow red hot. So as basically, as long as you concentrate on this spell, it can't remove the metal from its body. It doesn't get a saving throw. You're just going to be dealing that damage as long as you concentrate on this spell. Mm-hmm. So, so, 2d8 fire damage. Roll it for me. Don't forget you get extra damage to fire damage spells as well now. Oh, yeah, it's a third d8. Correct. Um, total will be 11 fire damage. 11 points of fire damage. You see the first one, all these metal rods inside begin to glow and you begin to smell like burning meat and flesh um, oh. as it begins to smolder from the inside. And it does seem to react to that, like not quite in pain, but like, I don't understand what's going on. And then it just kind of looks in a desperate kind of, I must attack kind of um, uh, mentality. Question. Yes. Because I summoned Candor when we were with the in this fountain for the first time mm -hmm. and candor only stays summoned for an hour is candor candor still summoned uh, i would probably say you came in here to fight the water spirits i don't think it's been an hour you literally had okay. a conversation with saith and then you went to the tower i don't yeah. think it's been an hour okay so, yeah good. i'd say candor's still there. so i do get that extra d8 because sure. otherwise if candor wasn't there i wouldn't but that's sure. right. does candor want to make a flame seed yes um, sure. yes Go for yes it. yes so um I'm just double checking. I believe it's plus eight to Candor's attacks. Hello? Hello? Yes. Hello? Yes. Hello? Candor rolls a 10. 
Uh, a 10 will hit. These things, Hooray! as I mentioned, they are not fast. <laughs> Um, they just seem to absorb. They just seem to try and tank the damage uh, as as they don't move out of the way. They just get hit by the flame seed. Oh, and does Candor get the extra D eight? No, it's only oh, okay. on your spells. Well, just it was worth a try. Six fire damage from Candor. I mean, six points of extra damage. It's nothing to sniff at. So yeah, the flame seed kind of you can see it begins to like burn away some of the hair of this probably like one of the manicure ladies. So kind of like got Aww. like a little hair scarf and it just burns it all away. And she just kind of looks at Agnes. Um, and then they all rush forwards. So unless there's anything else, Agnes, you want to do, five of these things are going to swarm in and they're going to basically charge the three of you. Um, one of them glowing red hot like a poker. <laughs> one of them glowing red hot like a poker. That one's coming for Agnes. Um, uh, I'd say two of them are going to, probably two on Agnes, two on Tarkal, one on Azara um, is how they're going to divide their attacks. They're going to make one attack each. Um, I'm just going to roll these as we go. So Agnes, uh, this is going to be a 13 to hit on the first one. That does not hit. And then a uh, 14 to hit on the second one. That does hit. That does hit. So you're going to take doo -doo -doo, 14 points of damage as this one connects you with this almost brute human inhuman strength um, as it just slams its fist into you with surprising force. Ow. Uh, Tarkle two attacks against you. And they've waded into the water, by the way. Like They've just waded into the water and they're just throwing fists as they go uh 19 to hit tackle that's that's going to be quite a lot more damage that's going to be da, 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 da. uncanny dodge 16 <laughs> points of damage would you like to use uncanny dodge you only get yes, one please. use of it yes, all right so you take eight points of damage and then the second one attacks you that's going to be a 24 to hit that hits if I roll less damage. So that's less damage. Uh, that's going to be 12 points of damage. Okay. So these two, you know, almost like you feel like your jaw kind of ache and bruise as it smacks you across the face. And then the second one gets you in the chest, um, almost knocking the wind out of you. And then the fifth one is Zara on you. That's a natural one. Doesn't hit. So that doesn't hit. So I feel that the failed lightning bolt has just been returned with a... Uh, a failed attack against you. Um, as these things just wade into the water and begin just trying to wail on all of you, um, trying their best to try and uh, cause stuff. Uh, Sirena, the water spirit, is going to try and aid you. Um, she kind of like uses the water to propulse herself up in the air. She says, my my magic won't affect them because I can't, they don't have any minds to control, but I, I can do this. And then she will kind of wave her hands and the water seems to shimmer and all of them because they're all currently waded into the water with you guys are going to take 1d10 of damage um, nice. as she changes it nice. to become harmful to them um so they're all going to take nine points of damage each each one individually wow hell yes Irina. yeah that's um oops sorry i'm just tracking all the damage here but these things don't seem to care at all. Uh, and then Tarkle, we, and then this is where we're going to probably wrap things up uh, in a second. So, Convenient, because Tarkle wants to call out <clears throat> and say, Greensong, I don't understand. I thought we were supposed to take out your sisters. Oh, what? Oh, ho, ho! Make a <gasps> deception check for me. All right, I had a lot of bad rolls, and I had one really good roll, and then a seven on the thing, and that's a 19 plus, what is it, deception? Deception. Plus four, so 23. 
Oh my god. That's our I boy. One. I yes. rolled insight yes. checks. Yes. I rolled a one. That's our boy. That's yes. our boy! I didn't even need so a 19. You hear from outside, you just hear a like, sister, so there's something good. you want to tell us? I did, buy, I did find it strange that they got access to our tower. You foolish, you foolish children. They're playing you. They're clearly trying to deceive you and turn us against each other. They're desperate. You just hear the bigger one uh, as Rissa just like, it does seem like something you would do. We've long suspected you might bring in outsiders to try and take us. You want the secrets of the ritual to yourself, you old miserable wench. And you just hear like, yeah, this kind of deathly silence. However, Tarkle, I would say that that's, you know, that's, you still have five creatures in front of you. Would you like to uh, make an attack? Yeah, I think like I would say that as I'm like using my kiss of silver on one that's Jamming like into like one of these golems, yeah. you know, faces. Um, and I'll roll my acoustic dice plus eight. That is a 15 plus eight, so 23. That's going to hit. And I'll roll the damage on D&D Beyond. So um, is are any of my allies within five feet? Yeah, I'd say so, because okay, you guys are all clumped together. So you've got Azar and Agnes basically next to you. Um, yeah. But these things have just swarmed you now. They've just completely surrounded you. So so then probably 24 damage on, uh, on 24 one of the closest. 24 damage. Cool, I'll do that to golem c um that like you embed kiss of silver and like wrench it and it's one of the um one of the it's the bartender that originally kind of served you drinks you kind of just gouge part of its face and it like splits the skull and the eye but you can just see this almost like carved wooden metal skull beneath and you kind of like tear it open and it just kind of hangs loosely as it just tries to swing its fist at you once more um so uh i think that because you know this is in the middle of combat we would cut back to Clive, who is in a desperate battle um, with this frying pan against this stone elf, um, this stone statue. Meanwhile, back in the bathhouse, we he- you know see you guys fighting, um, but you also begin to hear the sounds of bickering. Maybe not outright fighting, but you begin to hear them bicker and argue and accuse each other. Um, uh, you know, coming from behind you. Certainly, some some discord has been sown um maybe not enough to turn them against each other but certainly enough to buy you some time maybe um but that is where we're going to leave this very uh, unexpected episode of knights of evening star um for certain oh cool. i love a well-placed deception check oh yeah so oh, yeah. well done Shady. well done Shady. That, felt, that felt good that felt good i feel like a well-placed deception check or a really well-used modify memory is like peak clever mm-hmm. dnd mm-hmm. where you're just yeah. like oh um, so good so good um excellent job i think that was a great session you guys played it really well uh super true to characters and like doing what your characters would do excellent job all around it's I such a, it's a, a fun one. and like nearly hopeless uh conflict like that's yeah. the fun ones in dnd where you're like I don't know how we're going to get out of this, but we must find a way. And then yeah. it's, it's the movie magic, chaos. right? It's, yeah. it's the movie illusion. Like you gotta, you know, you know, the good guys are going to win. I want you guys to win, but we've got to try and make it look like you can't. But yeah, somehow. I feel really hopeless. You're doing a good job about it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause how do you beat hopeless. three hags? I, I was sure 
we were stumped until the deception check check worked. Seriously. Well, yeah. and just remember in D&D you don't always have to kill the monsters to defeat them, right? Yep. Like mm-hmm. maybe the victory here isn't killing the hags, maybe the victory here is saving Elissa and all the others and then just getting the get, fuck out of town. Yeah. That's you what Zara maybe, said, worst case or, scenario, you save your friends. Yeah, mm-hmm. or like or and and you know, maybe it's like you save your friends and you plant the seed that they're turning on each other and you hope that they they basically tear each other apart and then you mm-hmm. can just, you know, flee um yeah but you don't feel like you have to kill the hags but you i i would not put you against them if it was impossible i wouldn't be like challenge rating 30 monsters you're never gonna win like there's always a chance but yeah doesn't mean it won't be tough so and we don't want to give up our spa no (laughs) it was so nice and uh you know hopefully you don't want to give up your friends and uh, all these innocent people that have suffered as well you know because you guys are good guys so all right they're they're more important than the uh the massages sure. yeah i guess so um and then i can't wait for clive's uh i almost feel like the current situation with clive is like straight out of a fast and the furious movie where like <laughs> yeah. he's like broken out of this thing and now he's got to fight through a kitchen and he's probably gonna like smash through the wall with the statue and then ride it to land in the ground and then he'll come bursting into the the baths and be like <laughs> you know that's the kind of vibe i'm getting he's he's the dwayne johnson of of uh, Knights of Evening Star, I feel. You know. So when does he rip off a minigun from a helicopter and then smash an ambulance into a drone and then save yeah. the day with said minigun? Yeah. Or like pick up a torpedo right. from a submarine that's mm-hmm. been fired and just mm-hmm. throw it. You know. Um, <laughs> technically, he punched it and directed Sorry. it towards the tank on the ice mark. That's Excuse correct. You. You're right. Sorry, he did punch it, not throw it. He punched it. Accurate. It's been a while since I've seen it. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I get I get very strong uh, f- strong um, Hobbs and Shaw from Clive and Tarkle. I feel oh that's God, yes. the fighting styles kind of thing of mm-hmm. like we've got big, strong, and then agile kind of like ninja moves guy um, in the background. So I love it. Um, fantastic job, everybody! Should we do some shouts? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah. Who wants to shout Jay. first? Me. Yeah, right. my, my throat is too... I was going to do the bit, but I can't do the bit. My throat is too torn up. Hi, guys. I'm Shady, uh, Shady Penguin. You can find me on Twitter.com slash Shady Penguin and Twitch.tv slash Shady Penguin. Most often, those are the two places you'll see my face a lot. Uh, you won't really see my face on Twitter. doesn't matter. I tag Anna. Uh, I just want to say thanks for well wishes, and um, please continue to send any good vibes you have toward my vocal cords because I still have a vocal cord nodule, which is keeping me from doing more um streaming and stuff this is one of my only things that i am continuing to do while i try to heal my voice so thanks for that and thanks for your patience and please don't leave me i'll be back someday and also check out cantripbrand.com where there are some very few left limited and collector edition items that are almost solo as as well as new items and restocks of your favorite items so if you want to be cool like these folks all them wear cantripbrand so Maybe you should too. Hundred percent. I tag Nathan, who's holding. Wow, what a cool jacket! Cantrabrand, <laughs> cantrabrand.com. I don't know if there's still jackets, but cantrabrand.com. NateWantsToBattle.com. NateWantsToBattle.com/tour. Uh, that's it, Mika. Uh, you can find me everywhere at Mika Burton. Um, you can find my horseback riding adventures on Instagram at Mika Strides. Um, I have a dog. She's at Rainy Wild Shape. I, that's all I have going on in my life. Mark. Cool. 
Thanks very much. Uh, yeah, you can check me out um, on my other D&D show that I do, High Rollers D&D. Uh, that's like my big one where I got all started and I kind of started and has been going on for a very long time. Uh, we stream mainly on Sundays, 5 p.m. UK time, which is 9 a.m. Pacific. What a wonderful way to start your Sunday with a British bunch of British people playing Dungeons and Dragons. Um, you can come and check that out. Uh, and then otherwise, it's Sherlock Humes pretty much everywhere on the internet. You can find me there. Um, hopefully, you've got some, some cool stuff coming up soon um but that's it but yeah uh that's it from us i think that that's going to be that's a, a lovely little episode of night tuning star thank you once again for joining us and we will thanks, see white you text friend. thanks white, thanks, text, white friend. text friend always white text friend um, Come on thank you very much at us all the way from hawaii <gasps> <gasps> are they are they that's it from us take care bye bye <laughs>